Y'all don't understand the struggles of being a black man out here in America and not knowing whether or not you're going to make it home to your churn every night because of the police gunning you down. But don't y'all be out here gunning each other now? Okay, but we ain't talking about that. Hell, don't y'all be rapping about killing each other in music? We ain't talking about that either. We can talk about killing each other in rap music, but we don't like the police killing us. Stay on subject, woman. You brought up your kids. Tyrone, you don't even see your kids. And then, yeah, I be trying to see my kids. You know my baby mamas be tripping because I don't want to be with none of them, so they be holding my kids from me. You know that. Okay, but your baby mama saying you don't give them no child support either. Okay, but I still be going out my way to try to see them. They live five minutes from my house, Tyrone. That is out my way, woman. See, y'all, that's why we don't like y'all black women's mouths. Y'all run y'all mouth too much. Y'all always bringing up stuff that's irrelevant. Well, was you cheating on me, Irrelevant? I only cheated on you 10 times. You act like I do it every day, bruh. See, that's why we date women of other races, man. Hey, Booz, hey. Hey, Patreon family. Hey, what's up with y'all? <laughs> I hope your day is going well. I hope you're having a good week. Hello, shout out to my Discord fam. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, thank you so much for your support. I am eternally grateful for you guys. Thank you so much for being so dope. I love you guys. Also, very quickly, I want to take a moment to give you guys a special thank you for all the love that you guys have shown. You guys have shown up and showed out, especially my Patreon family. I always see you guys engaging and supporting, not only on the Patreon, but also on the public platform. All of that has paid off. Um, I've seen so much growth in the month of January, just 600,000 views just this month on the YouTube channel, which is insane. Um, you guys engaging and liking and commenting has really pushed those videos up the algorithm. So, so many new women are reaching out because they're hearing the message and it's resonating with them. And um, we're planting the seeds about divestment and they're telling me that, you know, they're, they're joining and that they support the message. So thank you for that. The Patreon is steadily growing, y'all. Um, I see new patrons every day. The Facebook is also growing. I'm also going viral on TikTok, left and right. My gosh. So thank you guys so much for your support. This means so much to me. I When I started this channel, I did not think that it would grow so quickly. And it's growing, y'all. It's growing so rapidly. And um, we wouldn't be able to, to reach so many young Black girls and Black women if it wasn't for you guys. So I have to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. What a hell of a way to bring in the new year. You guys are so freaking dope. And I am eternally grateful for you thank you again okay i'm done talking i promise let's get to what we came here for so this is another installment of my series called the blackistan zoo where we profile the dusty derelicts crazy creatures and animals in blackistan tonight we are back with part three of the toxic music video series 
Okay, so this series is where we will discuss how urban music shaped Black women's perspectives and negatively impacted our expectations on what our standards should be when dating and when being in relationships. Last week, we left off with the early 90s, but had to pause it um, at the mid 90s just because there was so much to unpack in the 90s, y'all. The music sonically was amazing, but lyrically, the content was bullshit. <laughs> so we had to stop um, just to avoid the video being too lengthy. But tonight, we are back at it. So let's dive right in. So I forgot last week when I was covering the 90s to talk about Call Tyrone by Erica Badu. How did y'all let me forget that song? Man, when you talk about the epitome of 90s struggle love, toxic music, this should be in the uh, Webster's Dictionary next to the definition of toxic struggle love urban music. So let's watch this and then we will unpack. I'm getting tired of your shit. You don't ever buy me nothing. Every time you come around, you got to bring Jim, James, Paul, and Tyrone. See, why can't we be by ourselves sometimes? See, I've been having this on my mind for a long time. Y'all, so how did y'all let me forget about Tyrone? My gosh, how did we forget about this? This was a struggle of anthem, y'all. And this song was absolutely awful. It was a bop, but those lyrics were trash. She says, now every time I ask you for some cash, you say, now nah, but turn around and ask me for some ass. Just like a nigga, don't want to pay to play. She also, to make matters worse, she proceeds to say, every time we go somewhere, I got to reach down in my purse to pay your way and your homeboy's way and sometimes your cousin's way. 
y'all what the fuck was we on y'all <laughs> and listen i know judgment zone i didn't tricked off on a nick nog before okay would never do it today but back when i was in blackistan young and dumb and stupid i did before but we spending money on his homeboys too <laughs> then she talks about how none of them got cars a hot ass mess y'all but again, this was your struggle love anthem. This was the shit that we indoctrinated black women to deal with in the 90s. Okay, let's keep going in the same year, or actually a few years later, to 1999 and talk about Say My Name by Destiny's Child. And shout out to little patron Pink Cheetah who shared this suggestion. Talk to nine, nine. Say my name, say my name. If no one is around you. Say, baby, I love you. You ain't running game. Say my name. So this entire song was about a woman who suspected that her Dusty was cheating and she's begging him to say her name because he won't claim her because she's thinking that he's a Dusty cheater and he's with another girl. She says, it's hard to believe that you are home by yourself when I just heard the voice, heard the voice of someone else. Child, listen. <laughs> then she talk about say my name, say my name if no one is around you. Say, baby, I love you. Y'all, this whole entire time, I thought this song was about a man being too prideful to show love to his girlfriend around his friends. <laughs> this is how out of the loop I was. But mind you, this was in 1999. And I'm pretty sure I was in the fifth grade back then. <laughs> so I had no idea what I was singing. But this is so problematic. Apparently, this song is about a dude who was with another bitch. And it's like a mess. I wish I would beg a nigga to say my name. I'm too heartless for that bullshit. You don't want to say my name. Okay, I, I guess we're both single. Next, Nick Nog. Y'all, I can't. Okay, so let's keep going. Now, I want to touch on Mary J. Blodge again. We know she is the queen of hip-hop and R&B, but she is also the queen of toxic struggle love Blackistan music. I want to talk about this particularly problematic song called Your Child that was released in 1999. It's too bad, it's too bad, it's too bad, baby But I gotta face reality Today you had a visitor Or should I say an old friend But wait a minute That's not where it is, no That you wanna tell me Cause I'm believing what your friends say About your hidden secrecies And girlfriend She wasn't disrespectful 
in fact She's a hundred percent sure And how can I argue with her? Holding on baby with eyes she like said, She said it's your child yes, And it really messed me she was going through it with Kendall and she was battling drug and alcohol addiction at this time. Does anyone know if any of Mary's songs, her lyrical content was based on real life events, like real life experiences that she endured? Because if so, I'm so sorry, Mary. I see why she was high all the time and I don't mean to be insensitive, but God damn. Only in Blackistan will we make a hit song about your husband having a side baby on you. And the, the side chick, the baby mama knocking on the door and the husband denying it, y'all. And this was another song that I was singing the hell out of as a kid. This is a mess, though. What an awful song. She talks about how the damn lady knocks on her door and says, yeah, I had a baby by your man. He ain't tell me about you until after the damn baby was born. This is a hot ass mess, but this was the problematic indoctrination that we endured during the 90s and still till today um, when it comes to R&B and soul music and music that we deemed as classic back then. Child, it's it usually, I mean, hell, we know, we know Nick Knox be slanging peen everywhere. Their peens are for everybody. So this, this was normalized. This was expected in those marriages and in those relationships. Okay. <laughs> so I want to stay in 1999. And I know that it seems like, you know, we've been in this year for such a long time. We talked about a few songs already, but I don't know what it was about 1999. Maybe it was because of the new millennium. We were all on some bullshit. But anyway, I want to talk about Let's Get Married by Jagged Edge. And we're actually going to talk about the remix here. This is a song that we love to play at all the Blackistan struggle love weddings. <laughs> Remix, <laughs> J.E., y'all, run DMC to the beach, y'all, uh, ah <laughs> and me, y'all know my name, <laughs> come on. See, first of all, yeah. <laughs> I know these so-called players wouldn't tell you this, what? but I'ma be real and say what's on my heart, yeah, let's take this chance and make this life feel relevant. Didn't you know I loved you from the start?
child. I cannot. Yo, so Google again said this was released in 1999. I could have sworn this was released in the 2000s, but we'll go with what Google says on Al Gore's internet. This again is the Blackistan wedding anthem. This is the anthem of Pookie and Ray Ray, your typical naker who've been wasting your time for years, shacking up with you, ruining your womb, you popping out babies for him left and right. And then finally, after years, <laughs> he begrudgingly decides that he wants to walk down the aisle. Child, I can't. He says, meet me at the altar in your white dress. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it. Now, now what the hell type of proposal is that? Like, really? <laughs> I wish... I wish my man would say that to me. That That's so heartwarming. That's so compelling. He's not saying, oh, you're the love of my life. He's not saying, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. You're the best that's happened to me. Uh, he's saying, we are not getting no younger, so we might as well. Child, what the hell? This is that bullshit, though, that we expected. And this is representative in our relationships. How many of you all know so many women who have been shacking up with Dusties and, you know, mothering these, these fools' children, raising and rearing these fools' children, muling, working, holding these men down, being ride or dies, and still after years, after decades sometimes, they're unmarried. They're still single women. They still haven't made honest women out of them. Child, okay. Another struggle love anthem from 1999, Where I Wanna Be by Donnell Jones. And it breaks my heart to talk about this one because I love, 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 love this song. So let's watch this. Baby girl, a message saying I'm be coming home. I'd rather be alone. She doesn't fully understand me. Cause I'd rather leave than to cheat. If she give me some time, I can be the man she needs. But there's a lot of lust inside of me. And we've been together since our teenage years. I really don't mean Heard of what I need sometimes to be alone. But when you love someone, you just don't treat them bad. Oh, how I feel so sad now that I wanna leave. She's crying a heart to me. How could you let this be? I just need time to see how I wanna be. Y'all, oh my gosh. <laughs> so same with Where I Wanna Be by Donnell Jones. Um, I thought this was something that was released in the early 2000s, but I guess not. This song was my shit, y'all. This song was my shit. I used to be crooning this song when I was a kid because I love this song. But this song was absolutely heartbreaking when you think about the lyrics. So this fool sings this beautiful song about leaving his girl who he's been with since high school, just because he want to go get some pussy. 
y'all. And he says, I'd rather leave than cheat. If she gives me some time, I could be the man she needs. But there's a lot of lust inside of me. We've been together since our teenage years. That's some fucked up ass shit. And he's he's like, I just need some time to see where I want to be. So basically, this dude wants to um, uh, sell his, his royal oats. And he wants her to pause her life and wait for him so he can slang some pain. He'll be right back, though, he says in the song. This was that normalized bullshit that we were listening to in the 90s. And this conditions you, you know, this conditions you that this is normal. This is to be expected. Young men should be allowed to go ahead and play the fields. And you sit there like a big old dummy, um, just waiting, waiting for him, letting your life pass you by as he goes out and sells his royal oats. He going to be right back, though. Child, I can't. <laughs> so finally, let's get into the next decade. I want to talk about a song that was released in the year 2000. Shout out to Pink Cheetah who contributed the suggestion. It wasn't me by Shaggy. Y'all. So it wasn't you. All right. Honey came in and she got me red-handed. Free me with the girl next door. Picture this, we were both butt naked. Banging on the bathroom how could I forget that I had given her an extra key? All this time she was standing there, she never took her eyes off me. Oh, you pick a dome and access to your villa. Trespass on a witness, all the luck clean on your pillar. You better watch your back before she turn into a killer. Let's review the situation that you call the pinna. To be a true player, you have to know how to play. If she say a night can be so say a day. Never admit to a word where she say And if she claim a you tell her baby no way But she caught me on the counter it Wasn't me Saw me banging on the sofa it Wasn't me I even had her in the shower it Wasn't me She even caught me on camera it Wasn't me She saw the marks on my shoulder it Wasn't me Heard the words that I told her it Wasn't me Heard the screams getting louder it Wasn't me She stayed until it was over Yeah. This was probably one of the most ridiculous songs I've ever heard. Like, this was the most blatant example of a struggle love black music song. Now, this came out when I was like 13 or 14, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. But um, I started to understand the fuck shit and how problematic this music was instead of just bopping along with it because the song sounded good. This fool said she caught me fucking on the counter and Shaggy says it wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. She saw me on the camera, but still it wasn't me. Now, how ridiculous is this? I'm getting angry all over again with these lyrics. The whole damn song is about him gaslighting, deflecting, and denying. And about his girl catching him red-handed, cheating. She catches him in the act. It's not like she found count, uh, condoms or something or found some numbers in his pocket. She finds him fucking on a sofa. And he still says, it wasn't me. It, this is just like these niggas like to do. I told y'all, this is the epitome, though, of that indoctrination. Because this is what they do. And this type of shit really was supposed to be a blueprint of how you can get away with being a, a player. Uh, he was just saying, uh, deflect, deny, 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 deny. 
the whole song is him detailing how to get away with being a nasty nicknog that slang peen everywhere instead of just being single and doing what you want to do and playing the field. Nah, he's detailing and instructing these dusties how to get away with cheating, even if your girl catches you red-handed. Child, I can't. <laughs> so let's fast forward to the year 2002 and talk about Foolish by Ashanti. And this is another great contribution shared with us uh, from Pink Cheetah. So shout out to you. Sis. Baby, I don't know why you're treating me so bad. problematic this video was so this video was a whole theatrical production it could be a movie trailer for god's sake about a girl being dumb as fuck for a nigga who keep cheating this was a whole damn production like as if the song wasn't bad enough and the lyrics weren't problematic enough the video made it so much worse and watching this it reminded me of how awful this was we see this beautiful girl young in her prime she had to be no older than 22 maybe um even younger once this song came out but we see her depicted being dumb as hell dealing with this idiot terrence howard him throwing lamps and shit in her house they fussing and fighting because he can't keep his peen in her pants she even pulls up to the side chick's house in this video to do all that just to pack her bags and when she opens the door he's there and she takes the dusty back just problematic and this is how we are indoctrinated so and, and then we wonder why we see you know this ride or die toxic struggle love um relationship dynamics in in the community today like this is so normal this back and forth up and down um this idea that love should be painful love should be tough love should be long suffering and hard and if you're loyal and if you're a good chick you you would ride or die and still take them back 
This is how we're conditioned to be that way. Okay, so I want to get into Can't Let You Go by Fabulous, released in 2003. And shout out to loyal patron XX Symphonist who shared this one Baby girl, you know my situation And sometimes I know you get impatient But you don't put on a show to get ovations Take it to court and go through litigations And I respect your gangster Treat you like a princess and put some on your neck to thank you She's my pinch hitter When the starting lineup ain't playing right I come off the bench with her It might sound like I'm gassing you But it takes time to get from the backseat to the passenger We've been creeping and sneaking Just to keep it from leaking We so deep and I'm freaking And we don't sleep on the weekend Wifey's a little bit uptight Wonder why I keep coming home In the middle of the night It'll be alright If y'all bump heads It'll be a fight But I said it'll be alright Come on I really wanna be with you I'll be real with you I can't leave you alone And I know I'm living wrong But I can't let you go So fabulous. Beat him down. Fabulous. Don't forget, he knocked his longtime girlfriend's teeth out, the mother of his children's teeth out. So he's not only a toxic struggle love music maker, he's also an abusive wife beater. Anyway, so let's put that aside and talk about how problematic this song was. So he talks about you're the one I want in my life, although I already got a wife. I can't leave you alone. I had the nerve to have Lil Mo, a black woman, singing the hook on this. He says she's my pitch hitter when the startup lineup ain't playing right. Like, boy, fuck you. Seriously. Like, here we see this side chick culture being celebrated again, this degeneracy. And I thought about including several rap songs in this video series. But we already know that's a whole nother ball game. Rap and hip hop. I mean, we'd be here all damn night if we tried to analyze each problematic rap song that was released over the decades. Fucking with these dusty ass niggas and their degrading ass music. We'd be here for days trying to unpack that shit. Okay, so let's keep going to 2004 to my personal fave, and it pains me to blast this song, but Confessions by Usher, which was released in 2004. To my confessions Just when I thought I said all I can say My chick on the side Said she got one on the way These are my confessions Man, I'm thrown and I don't know what to do I guess I gotta keep all two of my confessions If I'm gonna tell it, then I gotta tell it all Damn, they cried when I got that phone call I'm so thorough I don't know what to do But to keep all two of my confessions now, it's gonna be the I think I ever had to do Got me talking to myself Asking how I'm gonna tell you About that chick on part one I told y'all I was creeping with Creeping with Say she's three months pregnant And she's keeping it Oh y'all Y'all don't understand How much it kills me To bring up confession 
I absolutely loved this entire album. I remember being 16 when this came out, y'all. This was really something that was very nostalgic for me because I listened to this album and had this on repeat when I first got my license and first got my new car. Oh, this was such a, a great album. As a matter of fact, um, I actually wanted to see Usher um, this past weekend when we were supposed to go to Vegas um, for our anniversary, but y'all know that didn't work out because my kid ended up catching COVID, but yeah, I wanted to go see his herpes having ass. I really love this, this album. Anyway, um, even though this is very nostalgic for me, this music was trash. The lyrics though, not sonically, we know Usher can dance and he can sing, but lyrically this music was trash. This whole dad on song was about him having a side baby. Like really? Like we see a, a continuation of this side chick, side baby culture that was normalized by this music. He says, now this is going to be the hardest thing I ever had to do. Got me talking to myself, asking how I'm going to tell you that chicken part one I told y'all I was sleeping with, creeping with, says she's three months pregnant and she's keeping it. And then got the nerve to say the first thing that came to mind was you. It's like, Negro, what? You didn't think about that ish before you busted in a girl raw? Like, this is a mess. And I remember back then that whole time we thought this song was about Chili because they were in a relationship and had broken up around the same time this album came out. But it turns out, I remember hearing on a documentary somewhere that Jermaine Dupree actually wrote this song about cheating on Janet. Y'all, I told y'all, if it's one thing niggas have, it's the goal. It's the unmitigated goal. It's the nerve. They ain't got shit else, but they got nerve. Jermaine Dupree's ugly, short ass. Didn't even have as much money as Janet. Had a damn side baby on her. And I believe he said it was with a stripper. And then wrote a fucking song about it. And this was the shit we was listening to. <laughs> a mess. Okay, so I want to get into um, Baby Mama by Fantasia, which was released in 2004. My name is Renee, and I'm a baby mama. Let me 
were we on what were we on and with Fantasia honestly this is on brand with her ass <laughs> this is aligned with her brand I know it had been like heavily promoted when she was on American Idol how she was a struggling single mother and I understand the intention of this song it was to uplift and support and encourage black women who had gotten pumped and dumped and abandoned by these dusties but really, y'all, like, why are we making whole songs about being struggling baby mothers? Like, that shit is cute. It, and it happens to the best of us. Y'all know that I was formerly a single mother before I married my current husband. But this is something that should not be promoted. It shouldn't be normalized. This shit is embarrassing. She even says that it's a badge of honor in the song. And I'm sorry, this is not something I can endorse. We don't need to be singing this like it's something that should be normalized and something um, that should be expected to become a baby mama. Like being a single mother and being made a single mother by Dusty is not a badge of honor. This is not something to sing about. And as a child, I hated this song. As a teenager, when this came out um, and as a baby mama today, I still don't like it. Y'all, I can't. Like, what other communities, you know, have popular charting songs about being single mothers? That's some bullshit. All right. So let's pause there um, and, and wrap up. So, again, this music combined with those god-awful Black struggle love movies that glorify toxicity in relationships, we wonder why Black women's perspectives on dating and our romantic interactions were so skewed and why we see the mess that we see today as Black women and why we tolerate the bullshit that we do today. This shit did a number on us and it conditioned us and indoctrinated us to expect this and for our standards to be below the floor and made us believe that this was normal. Y'all, so I'm going to pick up, pick back up next week with the early 2000s. We'll continue there. I had so much fun creating this one. The early 2000s were like my coming of age. I was a teenager at the time and started to really, really appreciate music. So I had so much fun. This was really nostalgic for me. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, what was your favorite song that you loved in the 90s and the 2000s that you now understand is extremely problematic in hindsight? And do you personally think that this influenced how you viewed relationships or if this impacted your expectations on dating why or why not <laughs> sound off below until next time see you guys bye